The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Welcome to the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is an outreach of Zion Primitive Baptist Church located in the Zion community near Gordo, Alabama. I'm Elder Chris McCoon. I serve as pastor of Zion Church. We're a congregation of believers who trust in the simple message of God's sovereign grace, where families come together to worship God in spirit and in truth through the simplicity of preaching, praying, and singing. Zion Primitive Baptist Church is located at 9487 County Road 49, Gordo, Alabama. If you live in the Gordo area or if you are visiting in the area, please join us for worship. We meet every Sunday at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and on the first and third Wednesday evenings at 630 p.m. In yesterday's podcast, we posted the first half of a sermon on the topic of light preached by Brother John Morgan Owens. In this sermon, Brother John Morgan took us through the scriptures showing us that God is the author and creator of light and he is the source of all light. In today's message, which is the conclusion of this sermon, Brother John Morgan points us to the fact that the light of God shines through us in this dark world. And he reminds us that we need to be diligent guardians of that light. But first, we have a song selection that I hope you enjoy. After the song, please stay tuned for another message of God's sovereign grace from the Zion Primitive Baptist Church pulpit. see multiple times in Scripture uh, in the Old Testament, Jesus uh, or the Lord is, is instructing them about the tabernacle. And, and you, can, you can really get down in the weeds about the details about how the tabernacle is supposed to be set up. One thing that reoccurs many, many times is this lamp. There's a lamp in the tabernacle that God instructed them He says, I want you to take pure olive oil. It's got to be pure olive oil. 
No, no infirmities, no defects. It's got to be pure olive oil. And you keep that lamp burning all the time. That lamp was to be burning forever. It was to be burning. He says, it is an image to you that I will not take my light away from my people, that I'm always there as a source of light to you. God is a source of light to us today. He is the great light. We're talking about Him creating the sun and the moon, the two great lights. The, the sun, it, it's, it's amazing. The sun, the S-O-N sun, is the light of the world. He is the great light. Let me, let me give you a few, more, uh, a few more passages here. Psalm 105 and verse 39. He spread a cloud for a covering. This is talking about your God's provision for you. We often, sometimes, sometimes I think we get into this habit of seeing God as this stern, this fierce, unloving God. It can happen to all of us. We can, whether it, it be because we're going through some tough time, whether we've, had, we've lost loved ones or something bad has happened, and, and you, we begin to blame God. It happens to, to all of us. It doesn't mean that it's right. God's not sending afflictions on you. We've, we've talked about this from the book of Job multiple times. But what we have is we have a God that sustains you in the midst of darkness. And so what he has here um, in Psalm 105 verse 39, he says, He spread a cloud for a covering and fire to give light in the night. You ever thought about how amazing it is that you can take some things, wood, paper, any number of things, and that you can set it on fire? It, it really it blows my mind. It's amazing. It, it is a gift that God has given us. Now, Brother Glendon can tell you about how that gift can, be, can turn sideways, right? Now, we live in a sin-cursed world, where, where the elements, the, the world around is, is craving. It is craving to destroy itself, right? This world is unraveling. Yet the purpose of God was to give us things that were, that were beneficial to us. He gave us fire to give us light and darkness. Psalm 27, you don't have to turn there. Y'all know this, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Psalm 112 and verse 4 tells us this. It says, Unto the upright there ariseth light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. He says, To the people who are walking uprightly, He gives light in darkness. Now, I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I'm, I, I know that you all are better Christians than I am. <laughs> but have you ever experienced times where you have not been living right, and then as you're walking around in that darkness, you, you, you lack a certain sense of wisdom? <laughs> you know, once you kind of get into darkness, it's way easier to keep stumbling, to keep falling deeper down into darkness. But he says, to those who are walking uprightly, I give light in the midst of darkness. 
ought to be a little more incentive for us to, in our discipleship, in our walk, I'm not saying that, that darkness equals hell and light equals heaven. We know that in this life, we walk through darkness and light. We walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We walk through all sorts of things. I'm talking about in this life. Wouldn't it be so much better if we walk as best we can closer to the Lord and He's promised us that He will give us light in darkness? I don't know what that may look like. I know, I know for me it's looked like different things at different times. Sometimes the Lord gives you light and you just know what the right answer to your situation is. Sometimes he gives you light by one of your brothers and sisters coming with the exact right answer. <laughs> you know, it's happened multiple times to me. We also know this, we've already mentioned this, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He's given us light in the word. You know, if, if, uh, if you're in darkness, if, if you wake up in the night and the power's out or whatever it is the case, you know, do you go around and, and look for your microwave? Do you go around and you look for something else? No, you, you, the first thing you look for is a source of light because then everything else that you do is going to be easier. You know, you may, now you can just reach for your phone and, and turn your little light on and then you can find a better light or whatever it is. My point is the first thing that you ought to be doing when you find yourself in darkness is going to what God has called our lamp, our light. We ought to go and find the light that is going to help guide us in the midst of this. Alrighty. Now I want to get down here uh, to what I really wanted to talk about. Matthew 5 and verse 14. Now, remember this. Jesus said to us already, I'm the light of the world. Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. Then in Matthew 5 and verse 14, he says this, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Well, this is amazing. <laughs> the light of the world is telling you that ye are the light of the world. You have a role to play in the midst of this dark world. It says you are a light. Now don't Hide your light underneath a covering. Isn't that pointless? I mean, if you're going to do that, it, it, it would just be more efficient if that light was just snuffed out, wouldn't it? Then you're, just, then you're just burning energy for no purpose. Now, I'm not saying that God is going to come and snuff out your, your light. Now, I do believe that to those who have light, he gives more light. He says that. But now, as far as talking about your, your eternal security, your eternal salvation, that is something that will never be snuffed out. 
But there is a sense in which your light, your influence in this world, the glory of God that you emit will be dimmer and it will be brighter at different times in your lives. Why should you, in the midst of this darkness, you know, I complain about how dark this world is. And yet, I'm sitting here as a light. God has told me I'm a light. And I sit here and I cover up my light from shining out into the darkness. That is so selfish. That is so, maybe sometimes it's just lazy. Maybe you don't want to push through to shine light into darkness. But I'm asking you, I'm not, I'm not just asking you. The Word of God is commanding you. Be a light in someone else's darkness. Okay? Everybody that you see here, everybody that you interact with at work, everybody that you see uh, in the grocery store, everybody that you see in traffic is in darkness. Okay? We're all in this world of darkness. Now what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to be light to them in their darkness. You realize that you have the power to do that? Can you imagine? Brother, Brother Tim tells that story about how on his honeymoon, this, this sounds so much like Brother Tim, doesn't it? To strand him and his wife on the side of a mountain without a flashlight. And he said... He's, he's said this before in, a, uh, in talking in front of a jury and giving closing arguments before. He said, at that time, when I was stranded on that mountaintop with my wife, he said, I would have given everything that I had just for a little cheap flashlight, right, that I would have thrown in the trash when I got home. He said, if I had a million dollars, I would have given a million dollars for that or more. Did you realize that there may be people next to you that are in darkness and they just want a light? They would give anything for a light. And you may say, well, I, I just don't shine that bright. I don't have that much light to give. Well, if you're in that situation, even a little cheap light is better than a million dollars. It's better than anything. And you have that power by, by God's grace to be light to somebody in darkness. Think about that person. You ever been there where you're, you're, uh, you're in line at the, at the uh, gas station or the grocery store? You're just, it's a simple day, normal. You know, maybe you're in a rush, you got something to do, but you're just kind of in there, and somebody in front of you is just being really mean, just being just, just downright ugly to the clerk working there. And, and, I, and look, I, I get this. That, this clerk, that's not her first, that's not her first um, ambition, or, or that's not her first choice in a job, okay? She would rather work some other job probably. And then you got this person who's treating her like dirt. And then you come up next. You have opportunity to be a light to her, Right? You have an opportunity. You may feel like you have no little, your, your light is so faint. But I'm telling you, your faint little light is so much better than what she just received. Right? 
I've seen that happen before while I'm going through to get my beef jerky at the gas station. <laughs> I told you I'm weird, right? That's one of my court traditions. After I get done with court, I go and get beef jerky and a Mountain Dew, right? And then, I, and then I, I try to, as best I can, interact with that person in such a way. I'm not, saying, I'm not here saying that you have, the, you have the ability to change somebody's life with one interaction. But you are commanded by God to be light in someone's darkness. So how, how then can Jesus be true in what he says when he says, I am the light of the world, and then he also says, you're the light of the world. Well, remember what we were talking about. It says there are two great lights that he made. He made the sun, he made the moon. In similar way, he is the great light, and then you are like the moon, right? A much dimmer version, but you also emit light in the midst of darkness. Now, what, what, what's also pretty neat that we see about the sun and the moon and their, and their relationship? You know, the, the moon is not like the sun. It doesn't generate its own light. The, the moon reflects the light of the sun. So when you see the sun, I mean the moon shining, really what's happening is that it's reflecting the light from the sun. And I can't think of a better image for what we are. You think that we just drum up this light within ourselves and share it with people? No, we reflect the light that God gives to us. He has given us light. He's infused us with light. And now you get to shine it on others' darkness. You get to be light to somebody in darkness. Why should we hide our light under a bushel? I would, I would rather... I would rather shine in the midst of darkness and the Lord bless us with more light because He sees that we're doing the job that He gave us to do. Think about the parable of the talents. The people that use the talents He gave more to, He'll do the same thing with light. You think about the people who shine their bright, the, 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 the brightest, their light the brightest. They are people who have been working and devoting themselves to this. And the Lord gives them more light to give, right? You may feel like, I have nothing left to give. Well, well believe me, the Lord will give you more to give. He will infuse you with more light. Now, in the, in the last few minutes, I want us to continue talking about you being a light in the world. What does that mean? What do we need to do? And Matthew 6 and verse 22, we learn something very important about the light that the Lord gives you. The light that you emit, that you radiate, that you reflect from Him. Matthew 6 and verse 22 says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, if thy eye be healthy, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. 
If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? What he teaches us here is that you have a responsibility. You're like a lighthouse keeper. You ought to be tending to the light that the Lord gives you. If you were inputting things into your heart, through your eyes, through your ears maybe, if you're inputting things into your heart, watching things that you shouldn't, looking at things that you shouldn't, hearing things that you shouldn't, you know what's happening? Is that you were dimming that light inside of you. Now, on the same token, you can also, you can also be listening to sermons. You could also be, be uh, reading the Word, putting things in into your heart, guarding, keeping thy heart with all diligence, as we've said before. And then that light could be getting brighter and brighter. And you don't know. You know, it, it may be something that you never, that somebody never comes up to you and says, thank you so much for being a light to me in darkness. That may never happen. If we're in it for that, then we're, we're in the wrong place, right? But I guarantee you, that if you're being the light and darkness that God has instructed us to be, that there is no level of gratitude, there is no level of, of appreciation that that person won't feel for you, for being light in their darkness. So you have a responsibility to keep your light burning. Think about the, the parable of the seven virgins. Right? You've got... You've got some of the virgins there that are, that are waiting for the wedding feast. They've got their lamps ready. They've got it trimmed with oil. They've got backup to spare. They are ready to go. That took diligence. That took hard work. You can't just walk in there and then it, it's dark and then be like, all right, everything's fine. You know, you gotta, you gotta, if you're going to use your phone battery, you've got to have it charged up, Right? You can't just wait for darkness to come before you begin to work on your light. That's what happened to the other virgins. They were just kind of lounging around, and then when the darkness came, they had to borrow some from the others to have light at all. You ought to be a lighthouse keeper in your heart, stoking that, that light, getting it as bright as you possibly can to shine out into the darkness to be a light in someone else's darkness. All right, last thing we'll talk about. 2 Samuel 21. I want you to go there. 2 Samuel in, verse, in chapter 21. I'm going to try not to end on a negative note, but this is a little bit uh, convicting, okay? All right, let's go, to, let's go to verse 15. Moreover, the Philistines had yet war again with Israel, and David went down and his servants with him and fought against the Philistines, and David waxed faint. And Ishbi Benob, you know, I'm from Green County, so you have to excuse me with pronunciation on these. Ishbi Benob, uh, which was of the sons of the giant, the weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight, he being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. But Abishai, the son of Zariah, secured him. He, he 
He comforted him. And then what did he do? He smote the Philistine and killed him. Then the men of David swear unto him, saying, Thou shalt go no more out with us to battle, that thou quench not the light of Israel. And that's chilling. Did you know that some things that you do can affect other people in this church? It's true, you know. No, nothing that you do, when you go out there and you feel like you're just alone out there, nobody's around you, you haven't seen a church member, <laughs> you look over your shoulders, you haven't seen a church member, and then you do something, did you know that it affects us all? Because we're, we're not just dealing with physical things. We're dealing with spiritual warfare. So if you go and you do that secret thing that you feel like it's not going to affect any of us, you know what happens? It affects you. And that affects all of us because we're, we're together. We're a body. So we ought to take this guarding the light situation very seriously. Because did you know that it doesn't, it doesn't take but about one person in this church to start sowing discord, to, to start getting upset that things are not going their way, whatever it is. And you can begin that, to, to emit out darkness from you. And people will begin to get their light quenched in the midst of this place. So it's a serious, what we're talking about is serious. We ought to take our job seriously as, as keeping the light. Now, recap, we have, the, we have the two great lights. Jesus Christ is the great light. We're like the moon. We're a light in this world to shine in the midst of others' darkness, to shine in the people in the pew beside you, to shine in their life. But remember this, we said this in the beginning, I think this is a perfect way to end this. We started by talking about creation and how there was, there was light before there was the sun, before he created the sun and the moon. Well, similarly, <laughs> we see this image in Revelation of what it's going to be like when we see him. And he says, and the sun and the moon will be no more. Those two great lights <laughs> that we have in this world are not going to be there anymore. And, and, and the explanation that he gives us is because there won't be any need for them anymore. He said, the Lamb will be the light thereof. That, that the S-U-N Son won't need to exist anymore because the S-O-N Son will li live forever. He will always be there, the light that outshines. There will be no darkness anymore <laughs> because His light will find it and will obliterate it in brightness. That's what we've got coming to us. <laughs> Praise God. That no matter what deep, dark valley you walk through, there is a light that's coming. I pray that in your darkness, you may be able to see the lights of each other shining. Just to give you a little help, right? Even if it's just a tiny little bit of light, I pray we might help each other. And I've got to tell you all this. Y'all have been lights to me in my life. And, and darkness that we walk through, you have been light to me. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart 
for being light to me. Now, I pray that we might continue to be lights to one another. Thank you for joining us today on the Zion Primitive Baptist Church podcast. I hope the message has been uplifting and beneficial to you and that the Lord will continue to bless you to grow in grace and knowledge of the truth. Join us again tomorrow for another message of God's sovereign grace. If you would like to subscribe to our website, please go to www.zionpbc.com and sign up for email updates. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact the church at zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. That's zionpbc1847 at gmail.com. Or you can email me directly at jchrismacool at gmail.com. That's the letter J-C-H-R-I-S-M-C-C-O-O-L at gmail.com. Again, thank you for listening. May the Lord bless you is my prayer. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.